husband was happy to be making the trip from Florida to Oklahoma to see Sly, but he hadn't said a word since the fasten your seatbelt sign came on. Joe Wolf Mantooth hadn't been home since he was 18. He'd left on foot when his mother's body was hardly cold. His abortive attempt to say goodbye to his father had gone so poorly that Joe was never sure whether the man actually understood that his son was going away. He'd found Faye in Florida. With her help, he'd gotten an education, had kids, built a business. Together, they'd made the first home he had known since his mother died. Joe had been past 30 before he boarded his first airplane. Now he sat beside his educated and accomplished wife, munching stale pretzels like a man who belonged in the sky. He knew intellectually that he was successful in all the ways that mattered but he didn't feel it. All he felt was regret that his mother would never know how far he had come. Faye knew his body language well enough to know that this was a good moment to rub his shoulders and mumble something that sounded like, you should try to get some rest. He was grateful for the caring gesture, but he was still more grateful that she didn't press him to talk. Faye always knew when to leave him be. Joe wished Faye could have known his mother. Patricia Mantooth, whose education had ended with a GED, would have been intimidated at first by his wife and her big words and her doctorate. But they would have bonded over recipes for blackberry cobbler. They would have squabbled over the best bait for catfish. But they would have gotten over it. Joe took a moment to imagine his tall, ivory-skinned mother and his tiny brown wife dangling hooks in the water while his children gathered berries for the cobbler. His mother's and his wife's looks had contrasted in every way. Although their sharp wits and loving personalities were very much the same. Patricia's hair had been long and red, and it had hung in ringlets. Faye's hair was a short, sleek black cap. Patricia's eyes had been green. His wife's were a dark brown, almost black. The image of the two women side by side was a beautiful one, but it hurt because they were never going to meet in this life. Joe looked down at the countryside. Dun green agricultural squares crossed with the random dark squiggles of a tree-lined creek. When they got to Oklahoma, the dirt would be red where the creeks cut into it. So red that he'd be able to see it from all the way up here in the sky. In all her days, his mother had never set foot on an airplane. She would have been transfixed by the sight of the natural world from this unnatural angle. Patricia McCullough Mantooth had loved the outdoors as much as Joe had loved her. When he remembered his mother, that's where she was. Outdoors, sitting on a creek bank with a cane pole in her hand. Afternoon sunlight was shining on auburn hair and skin that always freckled and never tanned. She lived her whole life in crummy little houses where no amount of scrubbing would ever lift the stains from the floor. In Patricia Mantooth's world, outside was always better than in. Joe's memories of his mother smelled like biscuits and gravy. She had possessed the poor woman's knack for miracles, so she'd been able to turn flour and grease into a meal that tasted like love. But once the meal was over, she had never lingered inside where the air was old and musty. She'd gone outside, and she'd taken her only child with her. Sometimes, 
Joe's father had been there as they sat with their feet in the creek, watching minnows flit around their ankles through clear water stained tea brown by fallen oak leaves and pine needles. More often than not, he'd been on the road, doing what truckers do. When Joe missed his mother, he went outside and found a place to put his feet in cool water, and it usually made him feel better. He could not believe that his father had kept that woman's ashes indoors all this time, cooped up in a cheap urn. Fifteen years is a long time to go without a proper burial. Chapter Three Archaeology and gunfire would not seem to go together, at least not always. So why was Faye spending the first minutes of her Oklahoma consulting gig crouched in the shadow of a dusty pickup truck with the sharp crack of a gunshot still ringing in her ear.